I'm Sarah Vine and this is Sarah Vine's Female Half Hour from Mail Plus and this week I am not joined by Imogen Edwards-Jones because she is by a pool in Italy but I am joined by my lovely beautiful daughter Beatrice because Beatrice and I went to the Barbie premiere this week didn't we? Not premiere, press, sorry. Yeah, no, not premiere. We were not invited to the premiere. (laughs) (laughs) But it was extraordinary, wasn't it? Because the queue was all the way around the cinema. So, you know, I went because someone who I work with had a plus one ticket and mm. I begged her to let me come and we got there on time unlike some other people waited in the queue got to the front and I was calling her non-stop saying mum where are you where are you where are you we've got a spot at the front of the queue you're going to want to hurry up she sort of flows into the queue gently <laughs> and then she comes in late I save two seats for her and then <laughs> I practically bark at sort of professional people going no I'm saving this for Sarah I'm saving this for Sarah no it's <laughs> They don't come into the same screening as me. They go into a different But no, one. but the queue was amazing. I mean, it was what was so interesting about it was that people had come dressed to go to Barbie. They were wearing uh, full I on, came dressed. I know, you came dressed in a pink dress, as I discovered at the end of the evening when I finally found you. In my frock. There were, there were people with things coming out of their ears and clipboards and you had to sign waivers and all kinds of stuff. And there was a madman with a megaphone shouting yep. at the queue outside. And we got a pink wristband. And we got a pink wristband. And we got some pink popcorn. And a small bottle of water. And a small bottle of water. But anyway, I have to say, I sat through it and I, there were moments when I was actually quite bored. Oh no, I disagree. Okay. I don't think the movie is directed at you. We no. had this conversation afterwards. I think it's directed at me. I think it's... I think the lack of storyline is almost sort of beneficial for my generation. Well, it felt to me a bit like it was a series of TikTok videos exactly, strung together. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we don't have attention spans. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been here for an hour. My eyes are closing. <laughs> um, so I think the choppy nature of it yeah. and sort of the lack of complete storyline is what I'm used Doesn't to. Doesn't bother you like I mean, I'm used to scrolling through a TikTok about dinosaurs and then sort of one about makeup. Yeah. These things don't really necessarily bother me. Okay, they bother and me. I, I mean, I liked the sort of mean stuff about Ken. Humanity is doomed, isn't it? Let's be honest. Literally doomed. Well, I didn't like all the mean stuff about Ken because you see, in my world, being a feminist is about having the same things that men have, but it's not about cancelling men. But I think your feminism is different, Uh, isn't it? No, that's not my feminism. I just think having Ken as a punchline is funny. It was more of a punch bag than a punchline. No, they weren't that mean to him. No, they were really mean to him. I disagree. They kept making jokes about how he had no penis. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) And also, there was this whole thing about what's the point of Ken? He's just really boring and he can't do anything. He can't even surf. Yeah, but that's the thing. Barbie, dolls aren't about men. I think that's the point. No, you're right. They're dolls. They're absolutely dolls. I think you're reading too much into it. But I'm not reading too much into it because if this was just a fun film about a doll, then it would be a fun film about a doll. But no, this is being cast as a kind of feminist sort of empowerment film. Mm, You know, directed by a feminist, Greta Gerwig. And there's that big speech in the middle about how women's lives are awful and they have to do everything even though they don't get anything. I mean, it is trying to be culturally relevant. It is, but I think you're skimming over the parts of the movie that really, really did that well I think Mm. I think I mean you know the whole mother daughter bit so in the movie for people who don't know there's a mother and daughter who become involved in the storyline because Barbie starts malfunctioning and it is this mother's fault because it's a long story you'll see when you watch it (laughs) either way they come into Barbie land and sort of the mother has this breakdown about a woman has to be pretty but not too pretty and not know that they're pretty and all of these things and Mm. I think that Really resonated. That really does resonate. Mm. And the mother-daughter relationship was sweet as well. Mm. I think, again, you're forgetting the good parts of the movie. Because there were so many. And I mean, 
I don't think it was subversive. I don't think it was a piece of art, but I think it was entertaining. Good. Well, that's our amateur take on the movie. Let's talk to a professional reviewer, Brian Viner, our actual film critic. Woohoo. <laughs> and coming up later on, we'll be talking to Simon Farnworth, who owns more than 100 Barbies and is obsessed. Clearly. We're joined now by Brian Viner, our brilliant film critic, who went to see the press night with me and Beatrice and your son, Brian. What did you make of the film? I mean, I thought it was fun, but mm. I thought it was a bit of a one-note joke that is sort of buffed and sheened and twirled and twisted in lots of different ways. But fundamentally, it is that one joke that, you know, in Barbie land, everything goes well for women and in the real world, it doesn't. And so I thought, well, how many different ways are there of making that same joke? But they, you know, they do it very well. It's great fun. I enjoyed it, but... My worry throughout, actually, was the hype has been so intense. Correct. You know, can a film ever actually do hype of that? I mean, I've, yeah, I'm not sure I can even think of a, a film that has been so wildly hyped as this one. Yeah, I mean, when you saw all the press and like everything about it, did you think that there was going to be more of a plot twist than it just being about the patriarchy? I think I did, be. Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought they could have done more with it. It's a lovely idea. My other concern was about Mattel. You're aware that they're so invested in it, you know, mm. all the billions of dollars worth of merchandising that are going to come out of it. So, you know, obviously they're going to get involved. It was produced mm. by them and there's that thing, you know, based on a Barbie by Mattel at the beginning. But that, I just thought, I thought all the stuff with, as your listeners will perhaps be aware, but there's a, a character played by Rhea Perlman, who is the actual woman who invented Barbie and who created Mattel back in whenever that was, the mm -hmm. 40s. Was that necessary? I just thought that I was... I thought it was a bit weird, especially the way that she was sort of cast as a kind of godlike figure. And, and, there, there and was also, why was she a ghost? That what? made no sense whatsoever. Well, because she's dead, obviously. But no, the... but why was she oh. in that strange room? It was all... The plot didn't fit together in that aspect at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt to me, oh, Brian, yeah. a bit like the film had obviously gone through several iterations and that they had taken stuff out and changed things. It, because Greta Gertwig is the director, isn't she? And she's, yeah. she, you know, she's very acclaimed. But it, it really yeah. felt to me quite uneven. The plot didn't make sense because, you know, at the beginning it was like, well, here's Barbie's world and it's perfect, but it's really boring. And yeah. actually, she's not enjoying herself very much in it. Then she goes into the real world, and that's really exciting. Then yeah. Ken, who's being criticised for being boring and useless, becomes interesting. And then everyone hates him. So whatever he does, yeah. he's hated. So yeah, it, the whole thing was just, it felt like a sort of. I don't know. It just felt like being inside a very annoying teenage girl's head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and also I thought it was so commercialised and Americanised. I mean, did you see the Chevrolet ad in the middle of it where they were doing the yeah. car chase yes, and it was yes, so yes, obviously yes, an ad for a car? And yeah. I was just like, yeah, guys, yeah. come on. This is meant yeah, to be an amazing yeah. film. What did your son think? He was very confused by the, the weird Perlman character. He just mm. didn't know. He came mm. up afterwards. He's, he liked it. He liked it more than I did. Mm. But he didn't have a clue what she was all about. Mm. You know, he said, who was she? What was that all about? And it was only because I knew the, the sort of backstory. Yeah. You know, I understood who she was. Mm. So uh, I thought the Helen Mirren voiceover, which I think was there to try and make it, I don't know, sort of legitimise it in a way, actually just really annoyed me. I found it quite patronising. It was deliberately arch, wasn't it, mm. I thought. I quite liked it when she popped up. There's a moment, isn't there, where... Margot Robbie's Barbie, because there are lots of different Barbies, yeah. and she plays stereotypical Barbie. Yeah. But when she says that she feels ugly, and Helen Mirren pops up and says, well, you know, if you want us to believe that, then you shouldn't have cast Margot Robbie in the role. <laughs> exactly. So you know, I quite enjoyed that. I thought yeah. that was wry and quite amusing. But I mean, that is well, correct, because if you yeah. don't want to sort of pander to the stereotype of Barbie, then why have you cast Margot Robbie in that role? Exactly. Although, I do exactly. think she is really good, Margot Robbie, isn't she? She's, She's really well, a proper star. 
She is. She is. She's a proper, you know, she's got so much style wattage. She's, you know, she's one of those movie stars who can really act at the moment. Yes. She's very versatile. She's great in this part. She wasn't the star of the show, was she? I don't know. No, no it was definitely Ryan Gosling. She was the star of the show. And, and, and that's an irony, as I pointed out in the paper, you know, that's an irony. This is supposed to be all about the empowerment of women. And here we are with a, the star of the, the scene stealer is Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he had all the funny lines. I mean, the line about him saying, oh, when I found out the patriarchy wasn't just about horses, I got disinterested. I mean, that was hilarious. All of his lines were hilarious. And Margot just seemed to be sort of quite upset the whole time, which I mean, again, Which again was a cliche. All that Margot Robbie ever seemed to do as Barbie was burst into tears and say, why is everyone being so mean to me? As you rightly point out, you know, when men are kind of anodyne, and don't amount to anything, then we're supposed to kind of not quite like them. And then as soon as they develop a bit of character, we're supposed to hate them. I did like Ken's T-shirt at the end that said, I am Kenuff. <laughs> did you see that? Yes, that that was made funny. me laugh. That did make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, thank you, Brian. I mean, I personally, I think it's a sort of six out of ten if I had to give it a star yeah, rating. I would say that's about right. Yeah. I, I said it was sort of three. If I could give half stars, I would say, won't let me do, but I would have given it three and a half. Yeah. <gasps> I could get out, 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 out of five. I'd have thought. Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, well, I don't think it will go down in history as anything special. But, you know, some people are raving about it. I, some of my fellow critics mm. are absolutely really? raving. Really? That's so you know, interesting. Yeah, 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 I've seen a few. You know, so it, it runs the full gamut. I mean, it's an interesting film, isn't it? Because yeah. it, it's really divided people. So it's gone. I've seen three-star reviews. I've seen five-star yeah. reviews. And the opening scene, which you very rightly pointed out in your review, was a reference to the one where they smashed the dolls. Yeah, the 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001 yeah, A Space Odyssey. The very beginning. That's a direct rip-off. Yeah. I thought it was very nicely done, actually, yeah. where they, the little girl throws the doll into the air because the point is that apparently, I didn't even know this, but maybe you did, but before Barbie, all dolls were babies. So little girls who played with dolls were just feeding them and bathing them and putting mm. them to bed. And this was the first kind of, you know, grown woman doll. Mm. And so it changed, you know, doll kind forever. So there's this moment where one of these little girls gets totally fed up with her baby doll and throws it into the air. That's a direct reference as it sort of twizzes through the air to 2001 A Space Odyssey and the the Dawn of Man sequence. Which, which is, is a much good. better film and everyone should go and see instead of this film, in my humble Well, <laughs> I'm not sure I would go that far. That's also quite, it's not dated all that brilliantly, but... It is a great film. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. dated. No, I agree with you. But the, actually, it's not true that all dolls were baby dolls because if you think about it, you used to have those sort of weird small child dolls that the Germans used to make with porcelain heads. So I'm not quite Because sure. Barbie was German. Barbie was yeah. inspired by a German. The Germans pioneered all creepy dolls. Yeah. Yes, Germans <laughs> pioneered all creepy dolls. Thanks, Brian. Good to see you. That was Brian Viner, the Daily Mail's esteemed film critic. One person who takes their Barbie collection a little more seriously is my next guest. Simon Farnworth is the owner of the online rare dolls store, Simon's Collectibles, and he joins us now. Simon, thank you very much. So tell us about your Barbies. I've got a large collection of all sorts of things, so dolls of all kinds. Barbie was my first love, I think, going back to the mid-80s, aging myself now. Probably now I'm more of a seller of dolls rather than a buyer. And I kind of live vicariously through the dolls that I buy. <laughs> Simon, sorry, is, is your house really spooky? Is it full of really spooky dolls? If I came round, would I be scared? No, they're very tastefully displayed and very, they're, they're not too much. The eyes aren't looking, watching you as you go around the room or anything like that. <laughs> they don't move around on their own at night, do they? Well, not so far, but if I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> 
So, Simon, what sort of people collect Barbies? I mean, apart from yourself, obviously. Well, anyone and everyone, really. I mean, I, I know I've got collector friends across Facebook and also at various conventions mm. who, from all over the world, from, you know, Japan, all over Europe, obviously the US, Barbie's huge. There are actually some straight men who collect Barbie as well. Really? So, Shock. Yeah, absolutely. That is Shock it. horror. And do you all get together and play with your Barbies yeah. or what do you do? What, um, how does it look? How does the Barbie think, Collectors Convention I, look? Well, to be honest, in the convention, it's more about talking about them probably and, and yeah. maybe sharing what we've got. We don't necessarily sit around and play with them. Um, <laughs> and I think a lot of people, the way they play with them is creating dioramas and and scenes and taking yeah. photos. I think that's why collections are really, and collecting has taken off. Yeah. So tell us, when did your love of Barbie start? I bought my first Barbie doll, which was the superstar Barbie back in the mid 80s, called Pink and Pretty Barbie. who had all sorts of different outfits that you could put on her that were you mix and match. And I absolutely loved that doll. That was probably by 1986. And what did your parents think about it when you came home with your new Barbie? Well, when I came home with Barbie, she was hidden in my school bag and then I ran upstairs and hid her in my wardrobe because <laughs> I didn't want them to know about it. Straight into the closet. Straight into the closet, absolutely, with all my other secrets. Where did you buy it? I got my first Barbie from a shop where I, where I come from, which is Blackburn in Lancashire. I got it from a shop called Zodiac Toys, which was a chain of toy shops in the 70s and 80s and which I still dream about every now and again of all the vin- you know the vintage toys that you used to see there and I think I must have bought her with probably a huge pile of coins because it was all like money that I'd saved up in my piggy bank and it was all counting out two peas and one peas and half peas probably in those days did you share her with your friends did you play with your barbie um no I think not with my friends. Now, again, she was definitely kept in the closet at all times, apart from when I was alone. And so I would take her out and look at her and play with her and then put her back. I Did you cut her hair and, or anything? Did you do anything awful to her? Because that's because no. all the Barbies you see secondhand in car boot sales and stuff. Yeah. One of the things the, in the... Have you seen yeah. the film yet? No, no. Well, it's very funny because in yeah, the film seen... there's weird Barbie, crazy Barbie, and weird yeah, Barbie is seen, weird uh... Barbie is what happens when Barbies get played with too much and they get their hair yeah. gets burned and constantly yeah. in a split position. Constantly in a split <laughs> position. It's actually very funny. It's funny, yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. So you still have her, or did you set, have you sold I her? I don't know because I think I don't know what happened to her actually. But I think when I moved out of home, she must have gone somewhere. Mm. But I did buy a same doll back a few years ago. So So how many have you got now? Not as many as I used to. Probably I've got drawers full of various ones. Hundred or so, something like that. Well, no, no, that that's not you know, that's not, not a lot of Barbies. That's an awful <laughs> lot of Barbies. Amongst my collector friends, that's tiny. <laughs> what is the most valuable Barbie you've ever owned? Oh. Um, and how much did it question. go for? Or do you do you still have it? I probably, I'm not one for spending a huge amount on dolls, but I like to get a bargain when I can. Mm. So sometimes if you, like searching on eBay, if you just search for Barbie and then look at the first ones that are about to be sell, mm. or that, you know, the auction's going to be up, you can spot things that people haven't necessarily known what they are. 
So that's a great way to okay. purchase ones. So I have purchased a few, you know, Grail dolls that way. What are the Holy more. Grail dolls? I mean, what is the top Barbie? For general collectors, it would be the first dolls. So the ones from 1959 and the early 60s. Is that the one where she's in the sort of like stripy yeah. swimming costume? So the stripy yeah. swimsuit. And how much would one of these go for sort of around? Well, I think the most expensive one that's been sold was something like Twenty-seven thousand dollars. Wow. Okay, that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, which is in a you know mint in a box. In a box, yeah. You know, and obviously not played with at all. No, at my gym. probably just a stock that never sold or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, and, and ultra rare now. Are there sort, sort of, of weird discontinued Barbie? Because in the film, there's a whole section of discontinued Barbies. So there's like oh, yeah, pregnant there's Barbie, very, and other so some ones that never made it. Right. So in the Barbie, there's the one where you uh, raise her arm and her. Breasts she grows, get yeah, yeah, larger. Yeah. So that was, oh, I can't remember her name now, but that was Skip Her, something like Growing Up Skip Her. Yeah, yeah, and she, yeah. Yeah, so she became, she had two outfits, sort of child-size outfit and then yeah. teen-size. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then, really was there smart. ever a pregnant Barbie or is that just something they put in the there's, film? Everyone thinks there was a pregnant Barbie, but there was, there's never been a pregnant Barbie, actual Barbie, but there has been pregnant Mitch, who's Barbie's okay. sort of friend. So I think in the 90s sometimes she was pregnant, but she had she was married, her parents approved. It was all Okay, above so it's all board. above board. She <laughs> wasn't a sort of... And I seem to remember the British equivalent of Barbie was Cindy. Yeah. Because I yeah. wanted a Cindy doll a lot. I didn't want yeah. Barbie, I yeah. wanted Cindy, because Cindy was naughtier than Barbie. Oh, do you think? I always oh, thought really? she was naughtier than Barbie. What do you think? I don't know. Is that, is that a... Well, I always think she was always seen as a bit, well more wholesome I thought maybe because she was more horsey she was a bit more down to earth than well she Barbie, was less of was a, a woman more... than Barbie Barbie wasn't she she was more of yeah. a sort of girl yeah absolutely yes no you're right she was definitely yeah. more wholesome because I remember my mother would not let me have a Barbie but she think... would let me have a Cindy yeah. and that must have been because quite common with yeah. you know British girls yeah <laughs> well also she, also Bob. Cindy wasn't quite as sort of anatomically shaped like a porn star um I think earlier on she had quite <laughs> quite voluptuous proportions <laughs> in the earlier 60s. I think later in the 70s she became a bit more... A bit rangier. Yeah. And what yeah, about Ken? Bit. Do you have any Kens? Were you ever interested in Ken? Um, no. <laughs> I wasn't... A, not a massive Ken fan, although... Obviously, I think since the film, everyone's into Ken as well. Well, that's because, because Ryan Gosling is so brilliant. He makes the most yeah, hilarious Ken. I can't Ken. to see yeah. his performance. But there is a particular Ken which, for a lot of, especially a lot of gay men, he's very popular one, who was Earring Magic Ken. He had the sort of um, vest top, see-through vest okay, top. yes. And a see-through. <laughs> I have a very Ken Do you have a small pair of tiny shorts? He had leather trousers. Of course. Oh, leather trousers. Stop. <laughs> and he had the necklace, which was, to all intents and purposes, an earring. But it was a... <laughs> hoop earring that shape imagine mm. tied on a string yeah which most people assumed was something else oh, so oh no not, not in front of my daughter <laughs> oh my goodness is plugged <laughs> that's hilarious that's so, that's, so do you, quite did you when you were growing up as a gay young man was ken a sort of gay icon or was it barbie I think, but it was Barbie. But I think that particular Ken was a sort of turning point right. I think, for a lot of gay men and gay boys. 
he was discontinued quite rapidly Swiftly. once Mattel I pushed into the closet by Mattel <laughs> so he is still quite you know an icon I think he's more likely has become more gay centric because his looks have become more mm. gender fluid or you know well he was always so quite gender fluid because he never yeah. had absolutely. any bits did he yeah absolutely do you have any absolutely. thoughts on the uh, the disabled Barbie and the oh, black yeah. Barbie like, yeah. what are your thoughts yeah. on that yeah, I'm all for them. I think they, they've been... As Barbie has progressed, oh, she's 65 next year. And she's always <laughs> changed with the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm waiting she's for menopausal good. Barbie. Menopausal, yeah. But how would you demonstrate well, you know menopausal? That's probably going to come. That's going to come. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. But no, but you were saying, sorry, as she's progressed. Yeah, no, the, the whole, you know, diversity that you now see amongst Barbie dolls and, you know... They'll often share videos of kids seeing Barbies that rep, mm. you know represent their disability, mm. whether that's mm. a limb or Down syndrome Barbie. That's yes. been really popular. Yes. Yeah. Collectors are really keen to get hold yeah. of her as well. Yeah. So I have a friend whose daughter has Down syndrome, and she was so chuffed oh, with well, that doll. Yeah. And also, which is lovely. I mean, my friend yeah. Letitia in primary school who had Down syndrome used to love Barbies. I would always go to her All house right. so I could play with Barbies because someone wouldn't <laughs> let me have any. So yeah, no, I think I think it's probably a really, really lovely yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, do you think absolutely. do you think we sort of apply too much meaning to Barbie? Do you think that yeah. at her heart she's just a doll, and we should just all stop yeah, being so hysterical yeah, about her? I think there is a lot of, especially looking at historical Barbies. You know, we look at them with modern eyes, mm. and I think that's quite unfair. And also with adult eyes rather than children's yeah. eyes, because when you're a child, you don't think that. The bob is out of proportion or yeah. anything like that. It's just most toys are most toys aren't in normal proportions. Otherwise, they wouldn't be toys. Yeah. So. No, I mean, Mr. Potato Head's I mean, not exactly a reflection. Yeah, no, exactly. Of... I mean, I love exactly. Sylvanian families, and I didn't think, oh my god, I wish I was a rabbit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. I, I mean, I guess I think they become dangerous when children become a bit more conscious, which doesn't really happen until yeah. like 12, 13, 14. Yeah. and yeah. by that time they're bored, they're done. I mean, yeah, no one, grown out of it, yeah. yeah, no one offers these criticisms to like baby yeah. dolls as if they sort yeah. of like perpetuate this kind of you must be a mother you must look after this. no one says this about brat yeah. dolls no you're completely right i mean like maybe maybe we do all get ourselves into yeah. too much of a lather about them in your collection just to end what is your most prized barbie who is she so i think the one i love so much a lot and, and there's sort of a there's a series of them it's, it's a doll called quick curl and she's one that i managed to snipe on ebay at a very reasonable price and she was released in 1973, so mm. she's quite a relatively early one, but not one of the ultra-rare ultra ones. And she's got this sort of hair which you can curl and straighten. How? Mine has never been curled or straightened. It's stayed in the exact factory. Has so there ever been really... a major Barbie exhibition? There has been, and there's a permanent one in Canada. Right, of in course. In Montreal, I think it is. Yeah which is a huge, huge, huge exhibition. And as I say, it's a permanent one. So if you're ever in... Have you been? I think it's Montreal. I haven't, but I've got lots of photos because people have been there for me and so... <laughs> well, maybe that should, be your, that should be next on your bucket list. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've enjoyed this conversation because we've all been very serious about Barbie and you sort of yeah. brought her back to what she really is, which is just a doll. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks very much, Simon. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you, Thank Simon. Thank you, you too. That was Simon Farmworth. We'll put a link to his Simon's Collectibles website in the show notes.
If you enjoy listening to The Half Hour, why not visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all of our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. If you want to get in touch, tweet us at mailplus, tweet me at Westminster Wag. You've been listening to Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine and Beatrice Gove. I am off to drive my convertible pink Corvette home. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I didn't write that. <laughs> I just read it. <laughs> I actually do have a convertible, but it's not pink. <laughs>